Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. On today's episode, we are going to take a look back at the best transfers from last year's cycle. Uh, but first, we got some news to get to. Michigan's president announced that Jim Harbaugh... Actually, Har- actually I got to yeah. interrupt. We have some housekeeping that Uh-oh. I think you're just purposely ignoring. The college football bros bull pick them. Mm. We should yeah. we should kind of announce the winner. Wow, I legitimately this. do not know who won, but I'm imagining it's you, well, one of the bros. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's this CFB bro Trey. Wow, I, I, I don't yeah. know if you've heard of him, but he he edged out w- <laughs> He edged out WKU Todd. Um, yeah, so. Mm. Well done. Mm. Congratulations, CFB Bro Trey. <laughs> what percentile were you in? Uh, only 94.9%. And oh, I will we had say, a bad pool. well, I will say the first two games, for whatever reason, they didn't, my picks didn't save. One of them, I'll admit, was only going to be one point. So that wouldn't have done much. The other one was going to be another 10 or so. But still, uh, we didn't have a, a difference. electric pool, but. I don't think I've ever won any one of these things, so I had to I'd take right. a second. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the show. Uh, so yeah, Michigan's president announced Jim Harbaugh is going to be staying at Michigan. Af- finally, after kind of back and forth, yeah, seems like this is going to happen. What are you guys' thoughts on the whole situation? Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like this is kind of. I don't know if it'll ever be able to just go away completely. Like Michigan's just going to be totally comfortable that he'll be there forever. He's still relatively young. He's got some. He's got some years left coaching, and if he keeps having the success, the NFL is always going to be right there. Especially the way he left the NFL, you know, just the taste of the Super Bowl and not getting in. The fact that he was a player, coach. So it's just you would maybe at some point the competitive itch might get to him. So I would never feel like totally comfortable if I was a Michigan fan that he's going to stay. I I agree. I thought I did think though maybe a little bit after last year's flirtation with the Vikings that. It might temper for a couple years, but no, it's circled back, you know, just a year later. And he he is, you mentioned it, Ryan. He's he's just uber competitive. Winning the Super Bowl, I think, is a carrot that it, he just wants it. Um, he barely lost that one to his brother. And as an outsider, you know, you would think, man, he's got it great. He's at his alma mater. He's got a chance to win a national title there. But he's just, he just, he's wired different. Um, but in a good way, it, that's what makes him a good coach, so... I think this is going to be kind of an ongoing thing. Maybe not every year, but at least every other. Yeah. The only thing that yeah. will make me think this isn't going to happen every year is if there's some huge buyout in his renegotiated contract that would make it difficult for him to leave. So I guess we'll watch out for that. What will be the buyout yeah. from his side? But uh, it's kind of happened two years in a row now. So, But good news for Michigan that he's staying. You want to keep him as long as you can. A lot going on at Michigan right now, though. Also, their co-offensive coordinator, Matt Weiss, under investigation for <laughs> computer access crimes. And weird. What does very, that mean? I don't know. Very weird situation. But uh, and, and Harbaugh now refusing to sign something, admitting that he lied to the NCAA. So Maybe lied, yeah. Just a lot going on there. But we'll, uh, next thing we're looking out for is, is that renegotiated contract, what that looks like. But yeah. uh, latest news in the transfer portal, Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin all over it. So two transfer quarterbacks, Walker Howard from LSU, uh, of course, was a a big recruit, and then Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State. So what do you guys think about the the quarterback battle brewing there? 
it's it's a loaded room right there. Super super competitive and like I don't I don't know what to to make of it. Like I I almost I wouldn't be shocked. I guess if maybe Dart ends up transferring. I don't know. It's like yeah. one of those. I feel like it's one of those things where like they'll go through spring, and if there ends up being kind of a clear one two, and the odd man out might still leave. I know. I, we'll see. I mean, because Dart had like an up and down year this year. He was he was solid, yeah. but it wasn't, it wasn't like, a great year. It wasn't electric. It was yeah, especially by by uh, Ole Miss standards. Kiffin by Kiffin standards, it was a bad year. Like, so yeah. I mean, you yeah. think that's why he's dipping into the portal? So I, my money would be on Spencer Sanders, just because he was kind of, he's the last one to transfer there, and you'd think, I mean, he wants to start. Of course, he he, he kind of needs to start. Right. And you'd think he wouldn't have transferred if he wasn't. I wouldn't. He definitely wasn't guaranteed. But if he didn't think there was a good chance that he was going to win the job, it's tough. It, it, I would think it'd be super close. I mean, I kind of thought the same thing when Max Johnson went to Texas A and M. I thought he was going to be kind of the guy. He's like, oh, he's he played a ton at LSU and he's transferring for a reason because he wants to continue playing. And then yeah. it wasn't his job. Um, so that I think that's still a realm of possibility that Jackson Stark could. Jackson Dart could still be the guy, and that's probably who I'd put my money on. I mean, I know it wasn't a great year, but he was a sophomore, and you know, there's still room for improvement for him. Yeah. It's, all right, gonna have to compete. Uh, okay, let's yeah. get into our topic for the episode. So we're just gonna go through each conference and talk about who were the well, we're gonna name who was the best, the most impactful transfer in each conference. So let's start. I've got the ACC here. I've got a few runners up so i'll start with trey benson i'll start with the offensive side of the ball so trey benson running back going from oregon to florida state he finished fourth in the conference with 990 rushing yards had 6.4 yards per carry and the first half of the season he wasn't even getting that many carries so he was he was really good for florida state they were i mean they were the clearly did the best with transfers this past season and looks like that's going to be the case again in 2023 but they also had johnny wilson Six seven, two hundred thirty-five pound receiver transferred from ASU to Florida State, of course, and eight hundred ninety-seven receiving yards on twenty point nine yards per catch. And then the last offensive guy I wanted to bring up, Tyler Hudson, who went from Central Arkansas to Louisville, had over a thousand yards receiving, only two touchdowns though, which I had to fire up the play index for yeah. that one. I think there was like <laughs> there was a couple guys that had over a thousand yards and one touchdown since 2000 wow but but that was it it was it was that's a pretty obscure stat yeah it's hard to do and we're also <clears throat> just to clarify we're doing guys that transferred just this past year right right yeah exactly exactly so if you had transferred somewhere and were there for a couple of years they're they're not yeah. eligible here it's got to be yeah this past year was their their first season so two defensive runner-ups defensive end akeem mesador for Miami. He transferred from West Virginia. He's a Canadian, the the rare Canadian, mm. but seems to be becoming slightly more pop- popular in college football. He had ten and a half tackles for loss, seven sacks, and then Kobe Turner, defensive tackle who went from Richmond to Wake Forest. He was beast, sixth highest graded interior lineman on Pro Football Focus, ten tackles for loss. So he was great against the run, and he was second in the nation in balls batted at the line of scrimmage. How many do you think he had? Second in the nation. Oof. Uh, six. I'm going more than that. I'm going to say like 
13. Four. Four. So Trey. Oh, my God. I guess by Trey. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was. Wow. It is weird. Four. It's just like, how many of those a game are they going to have? Yeah, it's hard to do. But still, that's. But the most impactful transfer in the ACC, I thought, was Jared Verse. Defensive end for Florida State. Transferred from FCS Albany and finished first team all ACC. 48 tackles. He was second in the conference with 17 tackles for loss. First in the conference with nine sacks. And this is part of the reason why Florida State is, is people are so bullish on them going into next year. Coming back. Could have been a first rounder potentially. That's amazing. Seemed like at the very least a second rounder. Uh, coming back next year. Yeah, that was a big, big get. For and if we did this to, episode to last year, Jermaine Johnson might have might have won. Uh, the right. previous edge rusher transfer that florida state had from georgia so they mike norvell portal king (laughs) all right so i'll shift over to the the big 12 and to be quite honest the big 12 was a little a little lighter than i kind of anticipated um but i'll start with uh a couple guys from texas christian tcu johnny hodges their linebacker he led the team in tackles he was a transfer from navy had that old school neck roll kind of cool to see (laughs) Um, and he was a key part of uh, Joe Gillespie's defense, kind of anchored this, the middle there. And then also on defense, Josh Newton, a corner. He transferred from Louisiana Monroe because uh, he was he was a lockdown corner on the opposite side of Travius Hodges Tomlinson. Um, but he had he himself had twelve passes defended. That was second in the Big Twelve. Three picks. Like those two corners were really impressive this year. Newton was the transfer. Um, offensive side. Got to throw a shout out to Adrian Martinez, transfer from Nebraska to Kansas State. I mean, he was a starter into November for the eventual Big 12 champs. Um, ended up getting hurt, of course, really couldn't play at all down the home stretch. But he had them at 5-2 and two in the conference when he left. And one of those losses was to TCU, Texas Christian, when when he played but was injured in the first, first drive. So um, he was a great rusher, 10 rushing touchdowns. Didn't throw a ton, but had six touchdowns to one pick. Um, and over 60%. So that was Adrian. I'm including Quinn Ewers on this. Um, he didn't play at Ohio oh, yeah. State, he but counts, he did transfer. He, you yeah. know. He, he was up and down, battled some injuries. Hudson Card did get some run. Um, but he had 16 total touchdowns, played poorly against TCU. That wasn't good. But overall, he didn't play too bad down the stretch when you look at his last few games. And he finished with his best game in the bowl game, throwing for... Uh, 369 yards, um, so something to build off into 2023. JT Daniels was okay, but not as good as the Mountaineers hoped for. But the biggest impact transfer was Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma's quarterback. And kind of off the surface, I didn't think that would be the guy, but the, obviously Oklahoma's record wasn't good, but he had a good season. Over 3,000 yards, over 66 or 60% completions, 25 touchdowns to six picks, added six more on the ground. And when you look across the the Big 12, he was only behind Max Duggan in most of those key categories. So he's one of the best quarterbacks coming back next year too. Yeah, and things got worse when he was out. Obviously, like look at that Texas game, oh, yeah. how, how bad it was yeah, without it him. Bad. Yeah, the defense struggled. But yep, all right. Uh, let's move on to Big 10. Uh, this one, not not the strongest crop. Um, so some runners up to start. We have some offense starting here. We got Jalen Berger, 
the running back there from Michigan State, transferred from Wisconsin. He had 683 yards, six touchdowns. It was a nice piece for them on the ground. Nothing, nothing amazing, but he was a nice extra runner there for him. Uh, and we're going Amir Speed, another Sparty, but we're going to the defensive side, kind of a defensive back. Had some, had some versatility for him. He had 63 tackles, five pass breakups. Uh, so he was he was an impactful player for the for that defense. Uh, moving to QBs now, a couple of QBs here in a row. Casey Thompson. He, he, he deserves some credit. <laughs> uh, he had 17 touchdowns and 10 picks. And it would just, you kind of just got a feel for, you know, his impact when he was out, kind of like Trey mentioned with uh, uh, Dylan Gabriel. It was bad when he got out. Like, <laughs> Nebraska had nothing after that. So he, he, he proved we needed, Nebraska needed him. So uh, he, he was actually pretty solid when he was playing. Uh, just in front of him, I got, uh, Tommy DeVito quarterback for, for Illinois. Did they didn't ask a whole lot of him yet, but he had 15 touchdowns, four picks, um, took care of the ball and Illinois won eight games. I mean, he, he was the quarterback for a successful team and that's got to give him credit for that. So there was, he was solid. Uh, number two, another Nebraska guy, wide receiver, Trey Palmer. Oh yeah. He mm-hmm. had a big year. 1,043 yards and, you know, would be more if had Casey Thompson uh, not got hurt for a little while there in the middle of the year. He had nine touchdowns um, and he only had like 340 the year before at LSU. So he really just erupted. It broke out. Um, Yeah, he did. He was, he was big. So good one season there in Lincoln. But number one, uh, most impactful transfer in the Big Ten is a Big Ten to Big Ten transfer. Charlie Jones, ah, wide receiver yeah. for Purdue. Oh, that's an easy choice there, I think. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was very easy. Uh, 1,361 yards, which is second in the nation, uh, 12 touchdowns. And it's just crazy that like, he did barely anything with, <laughs> Purdue, with, with, with Buffalo and Iowa in his previous two stints at schools. And when does that work out when you're like the you your third school and you don't play well? Yeah. Like now he's like, was arguably, you know, statistically the best receiver in the country. So, he, he made the right choice, Jeff Brown, man. I mean, thank goodness he got out of Iowa's yeah. offense, right? So, yep, that was an easy pick. All right. Well, now we've had a few light conferences here, but maybe the Conference of Champions was the Conference of Transfers as well because – This is the easiest number one well, pick. Well, yeah, I'll also. get to the number one. But, <laughs> but it was – I mean, it was a battle late in the season for this one because it is loaded. So, runners up. Yeah, another QB. I'll start with the non-quarterbacks. Uh so, Xavier Valaday, Arizona State running back who yeah. transferred from Wyoming, finished second in the conference with 1,192 rushing yards, also led the conference with 16 rushing touchdowns. Uh, two corners, both <laughs> transferring from away from Colorado. Maybe they, if they could have just Ouch. stuck around, they would have had Dion this year. But uh, Makai Blackman and Christian Gonzalez. So, they went to Blackman, went to USC. And Gonzalez went to Oregon. They both both finished first team All Pac-12. Uh, Washington State linebacker Dayon Henley had he came from Nevada. Had 106 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, four sacks, interception, three forced fumbles. He was a beast. He considered transferring to USC. We really really could have used that. Yeah, could have used him. Uh, yeah. Jacob Sermon, a linebacker who went from Washington to Cal, had 104 tackles. Uh, Leatu Latu linebacker going from washington to ucla so a lot of i guess just transferring within the conference but it, it 
Yeah. Worked, yeah. Out, worked out well for the guys that got these players. Uh, so yeah, for UCLA, he, he, he actually medically retired after the 2020 season due to a neck injury, but came back. UCLA gave him a shot and he won Pac-12 comeback player of the year was second in the conference with 10 and a half sacks. And I believe he's coming back next year as well. So that's big for them. And then the last non-quarterback, wide receiver Jacob Cowing at Arizona, the transfer from UTEP, had over 1,000 yards mm. and seven touchdowns. But the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks <laughs> were the stars. Yeah, We can start out with Jaden Delora. Again, he went right. In, right. intra-conference from Wazoo to, to Arizona. He jump-started that offense. Cam Ward, you know, going from Incarnate Word to Wazoo, yeah. he was fine. I expected a little yeah, more. Yeah, he I really statistically didn't have a great year, but I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I, I, yeah, I a, yeah, I agree. Cougs had a solid year. But now the know, stars, Bo Nix at Oregon. Wow. Yeah. Just unbelievable. He he was a Heisman contender until an ankle injury affected his play late in the season. Like, I, I think, I don't know, I he might have, I wouldn't say he would have won it, but I, I thought he could have won it uh if if that injury hadn't happened and affected his play michael Penix jr going from indiana to washington joining up with his old offensive coordinator kalen DeBoer, ridiculous yeah second in the nation in passing yards and yet those two guys as great as they were and Penix was top 10 heisman finalist or heisman voting player with the clear biggest impact caleb williams going from ou to usc won the heisman trophy took over a team that went four and eight. He led them to 11 and three. And I mean, USC was the team of transfers. They, they had Travis Dye at running back who, before he got hurt, was one of the top running backs in the Pac-12. Jordan Addison, when he was healthy, was yep. having a great year, but uh, had to be Caleb. It's pretty crazy. That's an impressive list of yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah, not even close. And then if you think like, and then like Cameron Rising, he's a transfer. He yeah. wasn't a new transfer, but like the upper half of the, Pac-12 was all like really good transfer quarterbacks. That's amazing. It's true. Yeah, the the Pac-12, I mean, you look at the all Pac-12 list, I think, I don't know, it was like at least half, I think, of the the players on the first team were were transfers, I think. That's a really good Stepping list. down in competition to the Pac-12. Hey, hey now. It's the conference champion. <laughs> Pac-12 was good this year also. And they were good this year. Going to be good next yeah. year. I mean... Cam Rising coming. All these quarterbacks that we're talking about are back. So, yeah, it's true. Yeah, they are. Um, all right, moving over to the SEC. Good, but maybe not quite as as great as that list. Uh, I'm going to start out with Osiris Torrance, the Florida offensive guard. He was the transfer from Louisiana. Came over with Napier. He was a consensus All American, first team All SEC. Didn't allow to, didn't allow a sack. Had no penalties against him. So one of the bright spots for the Gators. Uh, Spencer Rattler, South Carolina quarterback, obviously transferred from Oklahoma. Now this is weird because if you look through the first eight games, he was kind of a bum. Like almost (laughs) all of his production, all of his production came in the last five games. 13 of his 18 touchdowns. uh, He had six against Tennessee, put up 438 against the Vols, and then 360 on Clemson in their upset win. So... He only made the list because it was the last few games. Um, Jackson Dart, the transfer from SC to Ole Miss, we kind of mentioned it earlier. He did have some good production, but Michael, to your point, like Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss standards, not quite the the boom, but um, he just didn't quite have the the bigger um, performances in the bigger games, but still had some some solid 
solid stats. Um, Jameer Gibbs, Alabama running back, the transfer from Georgia Tech, great with the ball in his hands, um, averaged over six yards per carry, had 44 receptions. They really used him in the passing game a lot, also returned a few kicks. Um, Drew Sanders, the Arkansas linebacker, the transfer from Alabama, he was a force, over 100 tackles, 13 and a half tackles for loss. He was second in the SEC with nine and a half sacks, top 10 on the nation, forcing fumbles. So Drew Sanders was a good one. And then just I'll shout out Malik Heath, Ole Miss wide receiver, transfer from Mississippi State, and Zach Evans, Ole Miss running back, transfer from Texas Christian. He was a little bit overshadowed by Judkins, but but he actually led the SEC with six and a half yards per carry. Uh, But my biggest impact player in the SEC, Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback, led LSU in passing and rushing. I mean, he was clearly the reason why Brian Kelly's first season in Baton Rouge was a success getting to 10 wins. He was only behind Hendon Hooker in um, completion percentage, 70% almost very efficient with the ball, 11 scores on the ground, even caught a touchdown. Um, and so now with Daniels returning, man, LSU is going to get a lot of love this off season. All right. There you have it again. Hendon Hooker, not eligible because he transferred a couple years before. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's good. G5. Oh, G5. I'm sorry. I'm so, wow. I'm yeah. such a powerful. <laughs> I was standing up because I had a cramp. Oh, yeah. Ryan I, I stood up and I was very confused. Okay. I thought you were going to puke. Yeah, he was I thought you were puke or something. I was like, this is bad. No. <laughs> you were bending over. A, Get him some Gatorade. Get him some hamstring. Gatorade. Trainers, hamstring. trainers had to come yeah. out. Who said podcasting Rough. isn't a sport? No. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. Good old uh, cramps and the hamstring ain't fun. Um, Yowzers. Yeah, okay. G5. Uh, Start off with some honorable mentions here. Isaiah Winstead, uh, wide receiver. He went from Norfolk State to Toledo to finally East Carolina and had a good year. He had over almost 1,100 yards, six touchdowns for a good team. Holton Aylers was the good quarterback for ECU. They had a good season. Uh, Shevin Cordero, uh, quarterback, went from Hawaii to San Jose State. He had 3,250 yards, 23rd nationally there, 23 touchdowns, six picks. And San Jose State had another good year. They finished seven and five, so he made a, a very big impact for them. Jason Johnson, uh, he had a linebacker. He had he went from Eastern Illinois to UCF. He was tenth nationally with 129 tackles, so just a tackle machine there for Gus Malzahn's defense. Uh, Carter Bradley, quarterback, uh, Toledo to South Alabama, uh, <clears throat> almost 3,400 passing yards. Top 20 in the nation there, 28 touchdowns, 12 picks, kind of a lot of picks, but hey, South Alabama won 10 games and South Alabama had been bad for quite a long time. So that's pretty yeah. darn good. So Carter Bradley made a huge impact. Uh, let's see, we got Kyle Van Treese, um, Buffalo mm. to Georgia Southern, threw a ton of picks, 16, but he was fifth in the nation in passing yards. So obviously made a huge impact, over 4,000. Um, he had 27 touchdowns and he took him to a bowl game. So, beat Nebraska. Yeah, um, <laughs> shut up, Michael. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought so Ryan would bring two, that up. Uh, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's I know. true. Yeah, we beat him the year before, surprisingly, when he was at Buffalo. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, there's two more. It's really hard to pick who is number one. Ugh, I can right, think of I'm one, gonna start but with number I can't two. think of the other. There's yeah, because there's one offense yeah, and one defense. I got the defense. So it's guy. like hard. It's hard to judge. Yeah. So I'm going to start with actually the offensive guy. 
Austin Reed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, quarterback. Yeah, from Western Kentucky. He went from, I believe it was West Florida, D2 school, um, and he led the nation in passing. 4,744 yards and 40 touchdowns, um, and he led the Hilltoppers to nine wins. So hard to He's not coming back. be that impact. Yes, yes. So that's 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 huge. Um, but the biggest impact transfer at that G5, Ivan Pace Jr. Um, he went from Miami of Ohio to Cincy to join his brother. Uh, linebacker, he had 136 tackles, which was sixth in the nation. Ten sacks, which is a ton. I mean, he was near up. I think the leader was what the USC guy, twelve and a half. Is that what he had? Or Three below two. I don't even know. I'm not a yeah, stack guy. Not Ryan. much more. Like twelve, eleven. That's the only well, number that matters. Number of wins. <laughs> just kidding. I just okay. don't remember. <laughs> remember, remember the PTI guy it was a Michael Wilbon talking about starting pitchers and like the only stat that matters is their win. Sounds loss. like something like Wilbon was saying. Wasn't pay attention to the ERA. Like it was like Felix who had like, you know, Felix Hernandez oh, yeah, for yeah. Seattle with like a two point oh, ERA. Poor Felix, but he was like thirteen poor and twelve. Felix, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like he no, was I don't the, probably credit. one of the most robbed the pitchers it's of like, all time. Oh my god! It's like give me a break, dude. Uh, but yeah, so he he was amazing. Ten sacks, four passes defended, dude. He was all over the place, and just a. I think he was made the biggest impact. Okay, all right. Well, that was good to kind of go through all of these names. I don't know if it was a dry episode, but it was informative for me to go through this and and just looking ahead to next year. Well, because we'll do a, an episode kind of breaking down this off season's transfer portal and who all the kind of biggest impact guys will probably be and. Yeah, a lot of these guys made a huge difference, and Transfer Portal only seems to be getting more and more uh, loaded. So uh, that'll do it yeah. for this episode of the College Football Bros. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to uh, start posting there in, in in the coming weeks. I know we've been kind of dormant there for a couple weeks, just taking a, a little break, but we're going to be back at it. So subscribe. I think you can go to just search College Football Bros on YouTube for that, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.